This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about owning your voice as a visionary. And this feels very important to talk about because as visionaries, we are here to create impact in the world. We're here to create change. We're here for a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. And this is always true. So this is what I know about visionaries versus being a leader, running a company, having a business that makes money. When you're a visionary, you are here to create change in the world. Okay. So if that's true, then you will have a point of view. You will have an impact that you want to have. You'll have a way of shifting something in the world that's powerful, that's revolutionary, that really changes something in the world. So that's just the nature of being a visionary. And yet, when I work with people, I realize that one of the things I'm helping them to do is to really own their vision in the world and own their voice in the world. And that's what I want to talk about over the next couple of episodes. I've got some awesome guests lined up for you who can give you some tips and thoughts about how they've done this in the world. So I really want to talk about owning your voice. And when you own your voice, you're also creating a movement. So again, you know, we want to have it all as visionaries. I want to have it all. So I want to have a successful business. I want to have personal wealth. I want to have wealth that means I have power in the world that I can impact on other people too. My friends, family, invest in other things, invest in other visionaries. So that personal wealth is very important to me. And I want to create a successful business because I'm really passionate about business. And that's part of my voice and me owning my voice in the world. So I'm creating my own successful business and I'm helping other people do the same. And the learning is on both sides of that equation. So I create successful business. I learn more through my own experiences of doing that, through expanding my own business. And I help other clients do the same. When we're expanding their business, it gives me ideas for my business. And so we create this kind of virtuous circle. But ultimately, what I've been talking about a lot on this podcast is that really your power as a visionary is in the connection to your vision and owning that vision and really owning your voice and your perspective in the world. And so I've said this before that often when I start to work with visionaries, founders and leaders, and you know, even if you're in a business and you're thinking, I really want to do something different, but I just don't feel like I'm ready or how will I do this or whatever, that you do know the thing that you want to do or you at least have an idea, an inkling of it, an intuition about it. So often when I talk to people, they say, oh, I'm not clear. I don't really know what I want to do. I'm confused. But actually, when we start to look at it, they're not really confused. They're just avoiding doing the thing. You know, They're avoiding taking that step out. They're avoiding saying what they really feel. They're avoiding owning their voice. So I really want to talk about this this month because I know from my own experience and what I've experienced with clients that when we own our own voice, it is so powerful. It's extraordinary, actually. And of course, as human beings, you know, we've been in tribes and we've grown up in these communities and we have this instinct that, you know, okay, we want to belong. We don't want to rock the boat. 
we don't want to be rejected, you know, because when we lived in tribes in, you know, not so far in the distant past, really, then we would have been thrown out of the tribe if we didn't conform to the rules, if we didn't, you know, fit in, if we didn't do the thing that was expected of us, we'd have been thrown out and we'd, we'd have probably died. You know, in more recent times, if we showed our intuitive gifts, particularly as women, then we were called witches and we were burned at the stake, you know? So we've got a lot in our history as human beings that says, fit in, belong, don't rock the boat. You know, if I feel differently about the world than other people do, they might reject me. They might criticize me. They might think I'm crazy, you know? So I think as visionaries, we have to go over this hump to say that actually, when I claim my truth, I know not everybody is going to understand it. I know that not everybody is going to appreciate it, that some people will disagree with me, sometimes violently. And yet I also know that that helps me find my tribe. It helps me connect the people who are here for me, my tribe, my audience, the people who get it. And I was reflecting on this this morning because one of the experiences that most of my clients share with me is that they felt quite alone as a visionary. That when they're, even when they're in organizations or they're running their own business, it's like, gosh, I feel like not many people get me in all my entirety. You know, so people may like me, they may get some part of what I'm saying, but actually there aren't that many people around me in normal life that truly get me in all my vision, in my biggest vision, in all my complexity, in what I'm really here to do in the world. And it's one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about what I call the Visionary Collective and bringing visionaries together and allowing us to create change in the world together. Because when we do that, we create change faster, we shift the world faster, we elevate consciousness faster than we can do on our own. So, you know, I want you to start thinking as you're listening to this episode, you know, what's the impact that I want to have in the world? How can I change things? What does this look like? You know, I often ask people to think about what's the one impact I want to have, you know, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. So what's this thing that you want to do? And how do you want to use your voice and your power in the world? You know, this is again an experience I have with a lot of people I coach that the the power that we have, the influence we have, the change that we can create in the world is often so much bigger than we give ourselves credit for, honestly. And the fear of the consequences is so much more elevated than the truth, right? So you know, I have been really been on this journey in the last few years of dropping any persona, dropping being a professional, being the way my I, I thought my clients wanted me to be, not that they wanted me to be, but the way I thought that I had to be to build this business, to be a consultant, to be taken seriously. And my journey over the last few years is to really been drop that, to really been to drop that. And to be as authentic as I can possibly be. And you know what? The more I've done that, the more successful I've been. And this isn't just my experience. This is the experience of all my clients. So I know that this is true, right? Without fail, this is true. Now, does it mean it's not challenging? No. Does it mean that there'll be some bumps along the road? Yes. <laughs> but is it worth it? Absolutely a million percent. Because you get to be you. And, you know, the biggest thing that we can be, the bravest thing that we can do is to be ourselves. You know, <sighs> this makes me emotional when I say that. 
You know, it's an act of courage to be yourself in the world, especially if you are a visionary, especially if you're challenging the norm, especially if your voice is different to other people around you. You know, you are leading something different. And there are many people in the world that don't want the status quo to be rocked, you know, that don't want us to be mavericks and visionaries and, you know, people that don't conform. So it's so important that we come together as the nonconformists to create change in the world. And that's one of the things you can hear that I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to give you four things to think about today in terms of owning your voice and getting your voice out in the world. So the first thing is that you have to know what your thing is. You know, you can't create a vision. You can't create a movement in the world if you don't really know what you stand for. So I kind of describe this as an exploration process, like an excavation. Because as I say, often we do know the thing we're here to do. Actually, when we sit with it, we do know. And we've probably known even since we were a child. It's just that we haven't spent the time looking for it, exploring, excavating. And we don't want to own it because it's a bit scary. That's honestly the truth often. So one of my gifts with my clients is I'm really, I can see that very quickly. I listen very intuitively to people when they're talking to me and what they're saying. And I can feel very quickly, uh uh-huh, okay, that's the thing. You know, I can feel the energetic resonance when people are talking to me. And often, actually, I have a physical reaction. I get goosebumps. I can, you know, oh my God, that's the thing. You know, I get super excited when I have this conversation with clients. And when we have this co-creation together, often, you know, they have a physical reaction. I have a physical reaction and we're like, oh, that's it. We found the thing. Amazing. So I want you to really think about what you're passionate about. You know, what's the thing that you would love to change in the world? What's the impact that you would love to have? You know, if you were at the end of your life and you look back and you thought, you know what, I spent my life doing that thing, changing that thing in the world. And I'm so proud of myself that I did that. What is that thing? The other way to look at it is look at the things that really drive you crazy, right? Because it's two sides. You will, you know, you'll be irritated and triggered by the opposite of the thing that you want. And you will feel passionately about the thing that you want. So I've been passionate ever since I was a child about living life differently, you know, and I've said before on this podcast, you know, I grew up with all these messages about, you know, life's not meant to be easy. Life's meant to be hard work. You know, you slog and you knuckle down and you get stuff done and then eventually you retire and you can have a few easy years, you know, before you fall off the perch. And I never bought this. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't understand. Like, why would we delay having an amazing time? Why wouldn't I just choose to have an amazing time every day? Why wouldn't I do work that inspires me and makes me feel amazing? Why wouldn't I create this life I'm really passionate about today? Like, why would I wait to do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. So this is one of the things that I know was in my system. It was one of the things I came here to do was to revolutionize how we live and work. Now, I didn't use that language back then. I didn't understand it back then. I desperately wanted to fit in. I tried until my 30s to be the same as everybody else and fit in. And it was a miserable, miserable way to live life you know, because I never managed it. I never fitted in. You know, It was really hard for me. And so I always felt like I was squeezing myself into a box I didn't fit into. And it was only when I got my first coach in my 30s, I started to realize that I was here to create change. 
I started to realize that that desire was not given to me to torture me. It was given to me as a mission, as a vision in the world. You know, I went on a very traditional route. I went to university. I traveled for a year. I went to London and got a job. I, you know, knuckled down and worked hard and did my thing. And I did what was sensible and practical and all of those things. And it never gave me any satisfaction. And it was only when I discovered coaching in my, probably my mid thirties that I thought, oh my God. God, I love this. I'd always been passionate about people. When I was a leader of fairly big teams, I would always be passionate about the people bit. That's how I did things. I motivated and inspired people. I wasn't like, it didn't bother me about being the expert in something. I love motivating and inspiring people. And so that's what I did. And that's what I did naturally. So, yeah, so, so I, 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 you know, I had these, I had these inklings, I had these messages, but I, I just didn't know that I had to tune into those to find out the thing that I wanted to do. And, you know, when I was in my corporate job, my last corporate job, I saw people wishing their life away. I saw people who, you know, the majority of people in that business were not playing to their fullest potential and neither was I, by the way. And so I became even more passionate about, you know, this is not the way business is supposed to be. And I had this instinct, this feeling like, you know, business is about creating change in the world. What if all these people, these thousands of people that work for this company, what if we were all inspired and passionate every day? What would that be like? Imagine the impact in this organization, but also in the world. Oh, and also in the world, and also in their families, and also in their friendships. So I started to gain this, this idea that business was supposed to be different, that business was supposed to be a force for change in the world, and that I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to create that. And so I retrained as a coach, I became a consultant, and that's been my journey for the last, gosh, you know, 17, 18 years. And I have evolved myself. I've evolved my work. It's moving into a massive new evolution. And actually, it's interesting that I am recording this now because part of my journey is now to own my voice in a bigger way. That's part of this podcast. It's part of me becoming, you know, doing more speaking engagements. It's part of me mentoring businesses in a different way, at a different level. I am claiming my voice in a new, different way in the world. And so, you know, we go on our own journeys and it reflects in our business and it reflects with our clients and our clients stretch us and we stretch our clients. And, you know, so when you get in this beautiful co-creation, everything is always evolving and growing and that's extraordinary. So if you're at the beginning of this, I want you to find your thing. And the interesting thing is sometimes the thing is scary. So I know I've had this experience and I was talking to somebody the other day who also had this experience of like, you get this desire for something, you get this, you know, this download about something because I've, again, I've spoken about this before that often these things come as like a download from the universe, right? So you get a download from the universe and you go, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Somebody else can take that on. You know, I know when I've watched interviews by Brené Brown, when this idea came up about vulnerability, she was like, no, I'm absolutely not doing that. Thanks very much. Shame. No, I am not going around talking about shame and vulnerability. No, thanks. Right. And yet it was the thing that catapulted her into this bigger mission that she's been on for, I don't know how many years, you know? So the thing we resist, the thing that we feel most fearful of sharing in the world is often the thing. So I want to say that in case you're looking for the thing that, that you want to share, that honestly, the thing that we feel most is closest to our heart 
is most vulnerable, that we have some resistance to, is often the thing, right? I've worked a lot personally in energy and consciousness and healing. And I live in a, you know, I have this very spiritual side to my work. And I resisted that for a long time. I am not going to go into business, I thought, and talk about energy and consciousness and connection and spirituality. No, no, no. I am not going to do that. Or actually, I did it in a safe way. So I did it with people who want to one clients that I knew I could play there with, but I did not go, no, I'm not having that as part of my brand. No, thank you. Too scary. But of course, it's where my superpower is. And the fact that I talk about doing work that's profound and practical. So I can do the deep inner work. And I'm also very good at translating that into the thing that will make the difference in the business. So that pr- profound and practical is actually my brand. That's my thing. That's what I'm owning in the world. So my bigger vision, my mission is to revolutionize how we live and work. It's to change business so that business is a force for good in the world by making people be in work that fulfills them, that brings out all their potential, that plays to their bigger sense of purpose and is a co-creation between the organization and the individuals. That's my big mission in the world. And, you know, it's not that I haven't been living that. It grows and grows and grows. You claim it and claim it in a different way. And, you know, it's exciting. You know, people say to me, gosh, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Does it still feel exciting? And my answer is, gosh, it feels more and more exciting every day because it's evolving and growing every day. I'm evolving and growing every day. So it never gets stale for me because I'm always evolving and growing it. And I just find that extraordinary and so exciting. I cannot tell you. So when you find your thing, look for what you're passionate about. Look for the thing that you're resisting that you think is a bit scary or the thing that you you think you can't do. Look at what you're naturally good at. You know, what do you just love to do? I, I was speaking on stage a week or so ago and somebody said to me, are you nervous? I said, no, I love doing that. I love speaking. I love, you know, sharing and, and co-creating with somebody. I was being interviewed and it's easy for me that some th- other things are not easy for me, but doing this podcast, speaking, they are easy things for me. I have no nerves around those things. So when you create this trinity, I call it, of, you know, what, do you, what you're passionate about, what your strengths are and what your business stroke the world needs, you create this beautiful trinity where life becomes easy and you can lean back more and you can be more in your feminine energy and you can co-create with the universe. And that's really where we want to play if we want to be visionaries and create quantum leaps. So that's a long, longer than I thought explanation of how to find your thing. The other thing is though, that as I say, when you find this thing, often we sit on it. We're like, mm, no, thanks. No, thank you. I'm not doing that. Or you you feel like you're not good enough or you send yourself on endless training programs so you can have enough expertise and then you can launch the thing, right? When the truth is, it's really your innate gifts with the thing that allow you to create it and be brilliant at it. You know, yes, of course, I trained as a coach and that's amazing, but that's not the whole story about why my work is powerful. It's because I worked out my own innate gifts with it. So you need to do your inner work. This is my second tip. You need to do your inner work. You need to clear any trauma, any beliefs, any stuff that's sitting in the conscious and subconscious that's stopping you claiming that voice. And again, I've been on this journey really over the last couple of years intensively of clearing out a lot of stuff that came from my childhood and my background and my experiences as an early, you know, as a a younger person to stop me claiming my voice. It made me feel like it was scary. It was dangerous. It wouldn't be accepted. I wouldn't be accepted if I really spoke my truth. 
So you need to do that inner work in order to allow yourself to be visible. And I trained in a new methodology last year called heart healing. And, you know, it's a mixture of hypnosis and healing to really get to the root cause of why we're not standing in our power and speaking our truth. And it's been extraordinary for me to go on that journey alongside a lot of other things as well. But I know now I'm ready to claim my voice. I'm ready to claim this movement in a whole different way. So watch this space. So number one, find your thing. Number two, do your work. Do your inner work, clear the trauma, you know, really go for it because it will be the subconscious stuff that holds you back. It will be your fears, your beliefs, you know, those things that sit in the pit of your stomach that go, I will be rejected. I will not belong. People will criticize me. People will not like me. I'll be cast out in some way. It'll be those kind of beliefs that stop you being visible in the world broadly. Okay. Then the third thing is then you speak your truth. And again, you know, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But often we speak a sanitized version of our truth, you know, or we speak our truth to that person because we think that person can hear it and manage it, but we don't to that person, you know? And I'm not saying that you that you want to be a bull in a china shop with this. I'm not saying I don't share everything I know with everybody I meet because I'm tuning into where the conversation is. I'm meeting them at a certain level, but I never downplay who I am. I used to, I do not anymore. So I never downplay who I am. I'm always in my truth, right? Because now I've claimed it, it feels really icky and horrible not to do that. And I suffer energetically when I don't do that too. It just kills my energy. So even if I'm with somebody who maybe doesn't have the same beliefs as me, I know isn't going to get the whole entirety of what I'm here to do in the world, I can still speak my truth. I can still be me. I don't hold back on who I am you know? And that's so important. And finding a place where you can speak your truth. So the podcast, which I think I launched about 18 months ago, was my first thing of speaking my truth because I could literally put the microphone on and speak. And it was like I was talking to myself. It didn't feel exposing. It didn't feel like I had to say things a certain way. I was just speaking to me for the sheer joy of speaking the things I'm passionate about. That's how I held it in my system right? So it allowed me to speak my truth and it's allowed me to build my confidence to go out and do bigger, broader things. So you have to find a way to speak your truth. Okay. And so find it, you know, that may be doing, you know, lives on social media. It may be writing posts. It may be, you know, finding a community of people that you can be yourself with. You know, you can build up your confidence. You don't need to jump off a cliff necessarily, metaphorically, not actually. You can build this up slowly if you want to. So, but just find ways to start your truth. Yeah, to speak your truth to and notice when you're doing it and when you're not. And with no judgment. So not like, oh God, I did it again. I didn't speak my truth there. I'm crap. I'm useless. I'll never do it. All that rubbish. Just go, oh, okay. I um notice I dialed myself down there a bit. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna not do that next time. Well, how can I set myself up so I don't do that? How does it feel when I do that versus when I do it? Hmm, interesting. Okay. So speak your truth, however you can, wherever you can, to the degree you can right now without sending yourself into total panic. 
Okay. My full tip is just start. <laughs> so, and again, I was talking about this on one of the other podcasts. You know, sometimes we sit there for ages and we prevaricate and we try and get it perfect and we write something and we rewrite it and we talk about it, but we don't quite launch it because it's too scary. And oh, well, the world, not, oh, we're going to a session. That's not the right time to launch a business, is it? Oh, I've got this going on with my children. So that's not the right time, you know? I don't want to leave my job yet because I've got to, you know, pay for my kids' schooling. Whatever the thing is, all rubbish. Because when you follow your vision and when you own your voice and you really claim it, you will be more successful than you are right now. I absolutely guarantee it. And even if that means just, let's say, posting a bit on social media or joining a group where you can develop your skills or, you know, having four friends that you come together with and you practice whatever the thing is that you want to do, or you launch a few products on Etsy, right, around your day job. That's cool, right? That's okay. You know, when I was transitioning into my coaching career, I went down to four days a week in my corporate job. I coached one day a week. I built up my confidence. I did my training. I built up my confidence, but I took every opportunity I possibly could to build my coaching skills. I mentored people at work. I did other training outside of work. You know, I just started. And so just starting has a power and energy in it. You know, when you have vision and action aligned, it is totally magnetic and powerful. There is a magic in it. And that's what I want you to start to connect to. Okay, so I can build my vision. I can feel into it. I can feel where the power is. I can feel what I'm most passionate about. Okay, what's the action I can take? And then I'm going to go out and take action on it. And then the action will feed me. Oh, okay. It feels like it's, it is kind of what I thought, but it's a bit different. So we start to be agile and pivot and work with this thing and move it and just kind of like play with it until we get to the truth of what we want it to be. So the fifth and final thing is find your tribe, find your community, find the people that you can play full out with. Because one of the challenges that people tell me often as a visionary is they feel alone. They feel like that they are the only people that thinks like them. Because the truth is, they're probably right. <laughs> the majority of people in the world are conforming and following the rules and doing what's expected of them. And then there's probably, I don't know what the number is, 10% of people, 20% maybe, that are going, no, I want to live life differently. I believe this can be different. I want to use this lifetime to evolve myself as much as I can and also to create impact in the world, to do the thing that I am here to do you know, but it probably still is quite a small percentage of people that will truly go for that. So find those people. And the advantage of how we live now is that you can connect with those people on social media. It doesn't matter if nobody in your vicinity, your family, your work friends, your family friends, your mums of your kids don't get that stuff. That's okay, right? Because you can connect with other people in different ways. You know, if you are the visionary founder of an organization, you don't necessarily want to share all your deepest fears and anxieties with the people who work in your business. <laughs> and they won't get it because they don't hold it in the same way as you. So finding ways of coming together to be in community, to be with people like you is so energizing. And that's why I love this podcast. I love having guests on the podcast that I can talk to. I love working with organizations that are run by visionaries because again, I just get to hang out with visionaries. It's so cool. <laughs> and I get paid for it. Yay. So, you know, that's extraordinary to me. 
and it energizes me. And I think, gosh, aren't I lucky that I get to hang out with these people that I really want to hang out with anyway. So this is amazing. And we all grow and evolve. It's a co-creation. So it's a win-win-win always round. Okay. No competition, no hierarchy. It doesn't matter who's got the biggest business, who earns more money, you know, whether you're more at the beginning or more at the end, who cares, right? We are each here to create our unique impact in the world. And when we own our voice, we are able to do that with greater power, greater impact, and we're able to quantum leap what we do. So there's also the final piece I'll say on this is about trust. So we think that, you know, set up my business, I must work really hard. I'm going to do 11, 12 hour days to get this moving. It's not the way to do it, honestly. Now you might put in more hours at the beginning because you just are so passionate about it. You can't help yourself. That's one way of doing it, right? I sometimes wake up at three in the morning and I'm still going at five o'clock at night one day because I just feel it. Another day I might work four hours, you know, who knows, just depends on my energy. So following your energy, following your passion, following what feels good to you rather than all the should and all the, you know, stuff that people will tell you. You need to be able to create enough time to download from the universe, to connect, to be creative, you know, to walk on the beach is one of my things, to talk to other visionaries, to inspire yourself, to challenge yourself, to think differently, to create amazing things. So I'm going to just run through those steps again, just so you can kind of really got a sense of these in your head. So number one, find your thing. You know, you can't own your voice if you don't know what your thing is. And, you know, even if you haven't got a coach, you know, ideally a coach or a mentor or somebody can help you with this. It's quite hard to find it in our own brains because we have resistance. So having a third party to help you can be really helpful. So a coach, a mentor, if not just like a really aligned friend who will tell it as it is. You know, just start where you start. Do your inner work, clear the trauma, clear the subconscious so that you can really hone and own the thing that you want to do. Number three, speak your truth. You know, really speak your truth. Really claim it and own it and do it in whatever ways help you build the confidence to do it all the time. You know, and four, just start wherever you are, whatever you can do just move it. You know, this is a co-creation with universal energy. Own it, start it, move it. And then, you know, the universe will say, oh, okay, she's she's serious about this thing. I'm going to align with that. I'll bring the next piece in. If you sit, think about it in your brain, this will not happen. Okay. It will stay a brilliant idea that you get to your 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, and go, God, I really wish I'd done that thing, right? So start so that you can co-create that movement. And the fifth thing is build your community, find your tribe, find the people that you can be totally authentic with and work with them. Okay. So I am just creating and launching. I have created it actually. I've been feeling into the timing of it, but I am, I have a mastermind, which is for visionary founders. So it's the visionary collective mastermind and it is for people who already have businesses that are growing, right? So this isn't for solopreneurs. This is for people who've already been successful, who've got a business, who are growing a business, who have people that work for them and who want to come together in a community, a mastermind of other visionary founders where we can, what I call pitch and catch, you know, help each other, support each other. I will bring everything I know about creating a visionary business so that you can scale your business. You can quantum leap your business so much faster. So if you're interested in that, do message me. It's invitation only. I'm being very fussy about how I set this up and who is coming in because I want the chemistry to be exactly right. And I want you to get total value from it. If you're listening to this and that's you, then reach out and get in touch. 
I also have my free community on Facebook called The Visionary Collective. So if you're just starting out and you just think, I just would like to be in an inspiring community and feel into it, then join The Visionary Collective. And if you're an organization that wants to create visionary leadership following my model, The Visionary Way, then I can also help organizationally myself, my team of coaches. So there are ways to move this forward. There are ways to be in community specifically because trying to do this on your own is really hard and tiring and not very inspiring, especially if you're an extrovert like me. So finding people that you can go, me too. Oh my God. You know, I did a dog walk with a colleague, somebody I've done work with recently. And I was like, oh my God, we just walked our dogs. And the whole time we were like, yeah, and this, and this, and this, and me too, and me too, and me too. And we both left feeling so inspired because we'd been able to play and speak our truth and work together and, you know, collaborate together and look for those potential co-creations and collaborations into the future. That's how I love to work. So if you're interested in in collaborating, co-creating with me in any way, then just reach out, lisa at lisamitchell.co.uk or on social media, all the links in the show notes to this podcast. I cannot wait until we reach a situation in the world where this becomes the norm. And when I talk about these things, people go, oh yeah, of course, that's what business is here to do. Of course, that's the way we create our lives naturally. Like, why wouldn't we do that? That's what I'm aiming for. So if you can co-create with me and help me on that journey, I would really, I'd love that. But in the meantime, really listen to this episode, really think about these steps and think about how you get going because there is such power in the action. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Collective podcast with myself, Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder or leader and want to transform your business, please do get in touch at lisa at lisamitchell.co.uk.